morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. So it is, what is today? Today is Thursday. It is the 19th, and we are on the banks. I'm back on the banks of the beautiful Tennessee River. Yes. You went out in public. I did. And uh, And I kind of get mad. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, you know, as I see other people out. Yeah. Because I want them all to stay home. (laughs) You just want to be the only one? Yeah. So, I mean, because they're impeding on my ability to move freely amongst the uh, community here and get the things I need and keep my distance from them. Yeah. And... and you know, I uh, is that selfish? No, not at all. Okay. I, I mean, it's uh, you are doing things that are very important to the world, like what grabbing bread. No, we don't eat bread. Oh, you've got bread. Yeah, we're we're at. No, we don't. <clears throat> we don't eat bread. Bread is not on the list. Oh, you're on your special yes. protocol. It's only green veggie shakes. Well, you know, I'm, there are other things, but bread Celery, is not one of them. anything green goes into a blender. Broccoli, spinach, cucumbers. We, we are big fans of blending. Yes. We do a lot of blending. Okay. Uh, broccoli. We eat a lot of broccoli. Yeah. Uh, salmon. Do you, I, I can imagine you could just throw all that stuff in the blender and have you a salmon, broccoli, cucumber. You would be surprised if some of the things that go in the blender together. <laughs> okay. But then my wife is really good. She'll throw a little honey and a little mint in there. And oh, you don't man. taste all the other <laughs> little flax dirt seed. and yeah, flaxy little potting soil, just fertilizer, a couple of rocks in there. <laughs> Gotta get those minerals. <laughs> so, but uh, not what we're here to talk about today. I on hear through the grapevine Saturday morning sales meeting. Yes, yeah, sorry, I've been forgetting lately that we even need to tell people what show this is because we're everywhere now. We are. We are. I mean, if you haven't subscribed by now, what are you doing with your life? Right. I mean, come on. Uh, so today we're going to talk on Saturday morning sales meeting about process. Kind of a general topic, but uh, you have ideas about where to go with that, right? I do. And um, I want to talk about the need of process, what all that encompasses, and uh, not drill down so much. In future episodes, we'll talk about specific processes. But for right now, just, you know, I mean, the way I look at it, it's every every issue that could come up should fall within some type of process, right? Okay. And to me, everything is either a process problem or it's a people problem. And if it's a process problem, if we're we're running into a hurdle consistently with one aspect of what's going on in the dealership, first thing I want to look at is process. What's your process? What's your stated process? Have you communicated that well to everybody? Have you even sat down in recent history to determine, is this the best process for what we do? We've had a lot of changes from a technology standpoint, from even types of personnel within the dealership. I mean, there are dealerships now that have uh, customer experience managers. I mean, 10 years ago, do you ever heard of somebody titled (laughs) customer experience manager? Uh, Not to my recollection. Right. And uh, you, John, um, you were going through uh, some titles of people in the car business Mm -hmm. and you were reading some titles. I mean, it was crazy oh, crap. I never heard oh, of before. Yeah, just on LinkedIn, I was I was calling out one day before we recorded. Yeah, I was saying, "Here's this person's title." Like, yeah, and it was some crazy thing. I can't even think of any. I know, right but so 
we've added people or roles within the dealerships D- internally digital and externally. transformation experience specialist <laughs> right. i mean okay so what does that mean right yeah and uh you know what does that boil down to are they a sales manager are they right. Right. i mean yeah speak in terms that we understand have we looked at all of our processes recently to determine, are we doing it the best way? Are we fulfilling the mission or the goal of the stated process? And if we can come together and we determine the process that we have is the best process for our dealership at this time. Now, if we continue to have a problem, now it becomes a people problem. Right. Well, I wouldn't want to go so extreme on that, that we kind of, um, I forget the, the little saying, but but we basically plan ourselves into stagnation, right? Where we are analyzing everything so much that we're not actually doing anything. I wouldn't want to go, take it that far, right? But yeah, I agree with you that if it's something that we are going to encounter on a regular basis, let's plan our attack and not just have it be, well, that's the way we did it twenty years ago, or that's the way the previous owner did it, you know. Right. That's the way I was trained when I was a salesman 25 years ago. Yeah, so, I mean, we're talking about sales process for each lead source. What's a, uh, how do we get service involved? What's, what are those processes, that kind of thing? Right, and I would even break it down to uh, elements of the sales process, right? I mean, the sales process is the greater process. Well, I mean, but so let's even look deal. at, yeah, how do we handle an internet lead all the way through them showing up at the dealership? Yeah. Right. Sometimes we have a great process for handling them when we first get that lead in. And then somehow the conversion to them actually showing up at the dealership, uh, it's, you know, at the end of the month that we're determining, hey, wait, that was an Internet lead. Yeah. We we didn't even realize when they came in that they were an Internet lead. So something broke in that uh, handoff. (laughs) I mean, that surely doesn't happen. uh, yeah. No, I've been in several dealers where we, you know, the first meeting I go in, let's just get all the managers together. Let's sit down. Let's just, number one, see what are you currently closing? You know, I'm all about closing ratio. Right. So let's look at your internet leads and, okay, you're closing at uh, 4%. And the, the first hand that shoots up is a sales manager, usually kind of over that. And he'll say, no, 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 that's not right. That's not right. You know, last month, I know we sold more than eight cars through the internet. Right. You know, I've got 22. Okay, well, let's pull up. What are their names? All right, I pull this first name up. Well, that guy shows he was a floor up. Oh, this guy shows he was a floor up. This guy wasn't, you know. So, yeah, I think we can agree that just in that little micro example, that process is not being followed. Right, or or they don't have one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they have a process through a certain point, and then it just falls off. Right. So let's recognize those and how much easier and less time consuming would it be to develop and install a solid process through the handoff than to spend the hours that it takes. And I've been the guy doing it at the end of the month to pull out all the solds and all of the (laughs) internet leads and try to match across and see which of these are are two names because that's what we're going to get graded on by the manufacturer who's providing those leads or by the dealer group that's looking and comparing our internet closing ratio to other dealerships within the group. Um, and a lot of times it's a simple fix where we we have 90% of the process down and we're nailing it. Right. But one little thing like that, like like a salesman re-logging a previous lead as a fresh lead now creates a huge accounting and, and data crunch problem. Right. 
So if we could fix that one little thing, you know, maybe it's in a uh, uh, weekly, you know, Saturday morning sales meeting. We say, hey, guys, we've noticed, you know, we have this huge issue that's creating us a lot of headaches and one simple thing will fix it. Right. Check when you type in the name <laughs> and it pops up a little screen that says, we have another person with this name. Could it be this lead? Yeah. Click yes instead of no. <laughs> and 90% of the time, they are get, most of the CRMs out there mm-hmm. have that capability. Yeah. Are you sure you want to create a new lead? Yeah. You know, this All is right, very I've got similar. 12 Jim Smiths right. here. Are you sure? <laughs> he The one you're putting in right now, and then they'll yeah. change it to Jim with two M's. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Right. Jim W. Smith. Right. Yeah. So, well, I think another one that kind of comes to mind as we're talking about general processes is communication. Uh, you know, I've been in several dealers that don't have any kind of uh, meeting just for managers where they transfer data between the departments. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know we implemented those in a lot of dealerships, but I can think of one in particular in Little Rock, Arkansas, uh, that did a great job at this. Every, uh, every week... Maybe it was twice a week, but at least once a week, they would get all the teams, team heads together and, you know, sit in a room and go through F&I stats, go through BDC stats, go through uh, floor log stats. And it was very, very effective. And you found a lot of deals, right. you know, where somebody would say, oh, this guy, well, he can't trade because, you know, he's six grand upside down. Oh, well, yeah. The F&I guy would go, wait a minute, uh, you know, we've got seven grand off these new trucks wouldn't he looking at a truck yeah right or or even i mean i think you know the lost deal meeting is something that used to occur in dealerships a lot more than what i've seen it occurring today and i don't know if they find a deal meeting yeah the find a deal and you know whether it's you know first thing in the morning or at the end of the day probably most effective that i've seen it first thing in the morning because that's when everybody's fresh and recalling what happened uh from the previous day but yeah i mean just putting all heads together to determine is there a deal here is there something we can put together how do we lose this one and and what's it going to take in order to make this one convert to a sold they in their mind they think there's nothing here but I'm just going to go ahead and report the data. Right. And then somebody else will chime in, oh, I've got a solution for that problem. Right. So, yeah, I mean, even though it may not sound effective to the people involved, I think that you can quickly find out that, that you'll find a deal you did not expect to find. Absolutely. And imagine if you can find, you know, three extra deals a week. Yeah. I mean, you know, that ends up being 12 additional car deals for the month. Yeah. So, and um, how many people missed their number by four deals? By four. Yeah. Yeah. We got to, you know, check our titles at the door, leave our egos outside, come sit down and say, hey, here's what happened. And okay. Be, be what data driven? Yeah, yeah. What can we do now to to try to capture this this opportunity? Yeah. And I think the, th- the thing to keep in mind on that is we're discussing the data, right? Not, uh, uh, not the quality of the employee here. Right. We're not talking about, uh, you know, what could you have done uh, better as a person, yeah. but give us the data. And hey, if it turns into, uh, you know, here's the process that we did and and here's the result we got, then maybe like you said, it's not a, a people problem, it's a process problem. Right. You know, I followed the process that we have in place and here was the negative outcome I got. Yeah. So maybe let's examine the process. 
I think the next step of that, though, is when you determine is it process or people, and you mm-hmm. determine, okay, yes, it is people. Process is correct. It's the people. Then it's do they even K and O W? Do they know the process? I've seen dealerships more often than I want to admit where they had a great process in place, but you'd go to the person who wasn't following the process and they go, you know what? I, I've never, I've never heard that before. Or I never really got this process. Yeah. I, you know, I, why you should know, I turn this for me? Yeah. I understand we're supposed to do X, Y, and Z, but you know, I just do what I do and they, nobody has taken the time to coach those people. So to find coaching opportunities, great. Let's coach, right? That's one-on-one. That's not a meeting. And I think it comes back to accountability as well. You know, uh, I've been in places where, you know, we ask about a certain data point. Oh, well, we used to collect that, but we don't anymore or whatever. You know, like this one form in a deal jacket. Well, you know, we find out that people just quit doing that. Well, why'd they quit doing it? Because nobody was asking them about it. They they slipped up once and forgot it. Right. And nobody said anything. So the next time they just left it out. Yeah. So if or we're going they, to they ask ran people, out of that form and it can only be printed in the accounting offices is closed on the weekend. Right. Right. So, so uh, Saturday well, they didn't have them. The world didn't end. And so, so they my, just, yeah, forgot it, to mention on Monday morning, hey, could you print us more of those forms? Yeah. Well, they did and they didn't distribute them. Um, another area is I've seen dealerships start new elements. Let's say it's a, a you know a service to sales uh, person or team, and they go, "Hey, man, this is a great idea." They hear of another dealership doing it, so they're going to do it. But they never come together to determine, okay, what's this going to look like in a real world scenario? And they implement the idea before they've really developed the process. And either there's a broken aspect to the process that the people on the ground just the way they try to do it, right? So let's say it's, oh, we're going to give an appraisal to every person. Mm-hmm. And then either they give it to them based on some you know uh, software and you get a used car manager go, who the hell gave them that number? Right. Or, you're, you're just saying it wasn't well thought out and well defined and, and the communication wasn't there. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It comes down to that communication issue uh, or even just forethought, right? I mean, let's think through. That's what major corporations do with everything they do. Well, they go through and say, who is this going to impact? How is this going to work? What does it look like in a perfect world scenario? And follow it all the way through to the end result rather than go, hey, you know, putting people on the service line, what a great idea. We're going to do that tomorrow. Yeah. I think another problem along those same lines is, you know, Jan in accounting wants this thing. And uh, Mike, the sales manager, says, well, why don't we try this thing? And so before you know it, you have about... uh, Instead of you started off with 12 forms in your deal jacket, now you've got 31 and, you know, you you grow and grow and grow this deal jacket and to things that could be more streamlined or joined, you know, if Jan wants this number and Mike needs this figure, well, let's incorporate one process that, you know, hits both of those. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Well, in conclusion here, communication is definitely key. Um, I, I think inclusion is better than exclusion, right? I mean, whether it's at manager meeting or whether you're bringing all the stakeholders together for a new process or uh, the perfection of a process that's maybe broken or 
you're just doing an evaluation to see, does this process still work for us? Um, I wouldn't try to tackle them all at one time. I would just identify one or two, even a month, that you're going to put somebody in charge of evaluating that process, talking to all the stakeholders, coming back to that manager meeting and saying, hey, here's what we discovered on these one or two processes that we did this month, and then these are the two that we're going to do next month kind of thing. I think the more we can be proactive, if you will, and really identify those things and work through them to make sure that we're utilizing all of our skills and resources to the best of their ability, it will pay off in the end. Ray, someone asked me recently, how do you enact a large-scale change in an organization? You know, you're changing CRMs maybe or, you know, something else. You're putting a new vendor on, you know, a new widget on your website like in these days where people can interact and do a car deal over the phone or over the Internet. I came up with four principles or four steps that needed to be done. You can give me feedback on this, but I think number one is communication. We have to say what our goal is. You know, uh, maybe that would be, you know, with this virus outbreak, we want to make it easier for customers to deal with us online. Mm -hmm. Uh, The second thing would be get buy-in. We have to have everybody that's going to be involved in this has to be on board. And you can either do that two ways. You can say, do it this way, or you don't work here anymore. Or you can sell the value and benefit and say, here's how this is going to influence you in a positive way. And And not to cut you off, but I think those are not mutually exclusive either. I think you could say, hey, here's the benefit. Here's how it's going to be beneficial to you and the value. But... I'm not asking you to do it. It <laughs> is a requirement, requirement of your furthered employment. <laughs> right, right. So number that's one is communication. Two would be buy-in. Three would be assigning roles and responsibilities, and then holding people accountable to fulfill those roles. You know, if we're going through a, a car deal, and you know one person needs to get this form, one person needs to make sure this is checked off, one person needs to get this appraisal. Uh, so we assign these roles and then hold people accountable to actually do those roles. Don't just give them the job and then don't check on it for six months. Right. Uh, fourth, I would say we have to celebrate the wins. Uh, if we can point out in public meetings some wins that people have had along the way in this new process, I think we get a lot more buy-in and people saying, oh, wow, you know, he got a little spiff bonus or he got a pat on the back for doing his role in this new process. I want to get that too. I want to do my role in this process. Yeah. Oh, I think that's fantastic. I love that. And it sells the value that, hey, this is bringing benefit. You know, we talked about this new process a month ago. We implemented it. And this is how it's working and how it's improving what we were trying to fix. Yes. And as an industry, I think we we don't do a good job of continuing to bring the what we implemented last month to the dealership as a whole as this is going on this is going to continue to go on we you know hit it because it's the sore thumb at the moment okay so we make the decision and then we never talk about it again and it it's like a flash in the pan. It happens, and then it slowly dies off, and nobody and, and addresses people quit it doing again. It. No, I think it's important that, yeah, we, we go back and reiterate, this was our problem, this was our solution, and here's how it's worked out well for us. Right. Here's how it's benefited and us. And here's how we're going to continue to promote and direct yeah. people in order to do this process and make it become the habit. Yeah, and tweak it along the way. If there's one hiccup, let's not get rid of the process. Let's deal with the hiccup. 
right? right because right. I've seen where those people will go, oh, well, this isn't going to work because what about this? All right, well, great. Let's deal with that one, you know, one-off issue or if it's one in a thousand that's going to occur. Hey, you know, we recognize the fact that that may occur, but we're willing to continue this process because the process is important. All right. Well, I believe that brings us to the end of another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. It does. And I want to say thank you to those people who listen. Uh, We hope you'll continue to listen and we enjoy bringing this uh, hopefully informative information to you uh, as often as we can. It's the most informative information that I've heard today, Ray. Well, that's good. And I would say it's uh, in the top 10 for me. If you enjoy the podcast, you can go to SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com where you can listen to additional episodes, read articles, and learn more about John and Ray. We also cover topics such as automotive sales and service, best practices, training, and techniques that you can put in place today to sell more vehicles and write more ROs. Or gain more dollars per RO. To register for a total dealership assessment, you can visit the website for more information or simply send an email to info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. What's that email address again? It's info, Ray, at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. It's info, Ray, at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com? No, Ray, it's just info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. So just info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. You've got it. Great.